Well, welcome back uh, to our online service. Um, it looks like uh, uh, today on a Zoom call, the governor is uh, going to be uh, lifting some of the ref uh, restrictions. So, you know, stay tuned. We'll let you know what's going on. Uh, we, we're still praying for you. We're still praying for uh, our brothers and sisters that have, uh, are sick. Um, we're still reaching out to people. Um, you could email us at help at centralpeople.com. We're more than happy to help you, come alongside you if you need anything. Um, beans and rice or whatever, flour to make some tortillas. Uh, those were my, that was my favorite meal while growing up. Um, but, you know, you may want to ask, uh, why, why do we do those things? Uh, why, why do we, uh, why can't we just say, I'll see you after COVID, after COVID, you know, we just closed shop. Why do we have volunteers here recording? Uh, the band comes and records. Uh, wh why, do, why, do we, why do we do this? Why, why do we have help at centralpeople.com so, so, so we could help people? Why, why do we do this? Why are we buying a new building? Why are we in the, in the process of, of uh, selling the building that we're in right now on Keys Boulevard? Uh, I think we close uh, on Monday. <laughs> or soon, and we're going to close on this property, and then we're going to have a, a, just a short time to get out, and we're going to be moving at the next place, and we're, we're thinking, are we going to have a service here, or maybe just a, a, a drive-in drive service? We're, we're thinking all those things through, but why, are we, why, do, we have, why do we do church? Uh, because really, the, the main reason is, is uh, what, what one, one Peter or First Peter is talking about, because we really do believe that Jesus is the hope, uh, the living hope to this, to this world. He's, the, he's my living hope, and I, I hope and I trust that he's also your living hope. The book of uh, 1 Peter is a book of, uh, it, uh, it's the book of hope in the New Testament. And, um, and Peter, if anyone could write a book on hope, it's, it's, it's Peter. And so before we, you know, I, I'm not going to, Review, but we will go over some of the verses um, uh, that we went over last week, but not in a, as a review, but as an enhancement, and then we'll, we'll keep going. But he really, Peter really uh, experienced hope in his life. Um, and, and really, in the, the, the beautiful part of the book is if God could use Peter, um, God could use any one of us. If he could use um, uh, his story and his life, he could use you, you and me. And maybe you've heard the story of Peter a hundred times. Maybe this is maybe the very first time. But very briefly, uh, Peter was a, a fisherman on the northern side of the shore of Galilee. Basically, it's the, the backwater of his country. It's part of the, it's a, 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 nothing, a nothing area and, and a nothing part of the country. And, and really, his country was a really a nothing country at the time. He had no formal education, uh, none whatsoever. In his late teens, he, he, or maybe in his early 20s, it looks like he, in that time, he became a, a, a zealot, uh, an insurgent against the Roman rule. Um, he, he tried to, to, he did whatever he could to come against the Roman powers. Uh, some, some people thought that was heroic, uh, the, the Romans viewed him as uh, a terrorist, a religious terrorist, and even some of the Jews did too. Uh, he, was, he, would, he was trying to destroy Rome, even using violence. 
Yet this uneducated fisherman from nowhere, no one from nowhere was um, called personally by Jesus Christ to follow him. Jesus did, uh, and, and then Jesus did the shocking thing, not only called him to follow him, he appointed him to be uh, in charge. He goes, hey man, you're, you're going you're gonna to take charge here. And if you read the story of Peter, it's a fascinating story. He was the first to understand and confess that Jesus was exactly who he claimed to be, the Messiah. He, he was the one that tried, and for a little bit, walk, walked on water. He was, he was one of the few that was on the mountain of transfiguration, where, where Jesus revealed who, who he really was. Uh, when, when Jesus was arrested, he was willing to, 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 to take up arms, and he even took a sword and, 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 and cut a guy's ear off. And, and Jesus got that ear and healed that person. That's an amazing story. And just a few hours after he... he um, after he did that, at Jesus, one of, one of Jesus' mock trials, um, he was no, no longer willing to defend Jesus, and he denied Jesus. He, recur- he curses, he rejects Jesus. And he finds himself going down the same road and the same path, the same direction uh, of Judas. But there's only one giant difference. Jesus went to him and restored him completely. And after the resurrection, Jesus goes to Peter and fully restores him and makes him a primary leader of the movement that now is called Christianity. Peter preached for the first Christian message in history. He wasn't embarrassed. He got up and he preached that message. He was first to include non-Jews in the movement. He was set free one time by an angel while in prison. And he kept, he kept preaching through, through all of the, his, his known world all the way to Rome. Church tradition tells us, and it, it, man, I, I looked at a lot of uh, theologians, and, and basically people believe this, that when he was an old man, he was ready, to, ready they were going to kill him, they were going to crucify him, he, 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 he refused to be crucified like Jesus, and he chose to be crucified upside down. This was Jesus. This was, this, this was Peter. And this, this, this guy, um, um, a nothing. Jesus took a, a nothing guy and showed him love. Jesus took a, a nothing person and showed him uh, what holiness and what purity was about. He took this nothing guy and showed him living hope. And so we look at 1 Peter, verse 1. He, he says who he is. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. To those who were... Uh, Elect, uh, elect exiles, and he, he talks about how they were kind of in, in a place where there was a lot of violence and, and they were being persecuted. It's just kind of similar to, to where we're at now where we're, we have to be in lockdown. Verse 2, it says, According to the foreknowledge of God the Father uh, and the sanctification of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and for the sprinkling with his blood, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. You know what he's saying? He's saying, like Moses, like Moses in the, in the, in the, when, he, when the people, he led the people out of Egypt. Like Moses, there's one that sprinkles blood better than Moses, and that's Jesus. He's saying, he's saying there's, there's, a key to, there's a key to having a relationship with God, and that's obedience. And he goes, there's new hope. 
It says here, the obedience to Jesus. Christ, for the sprinkling of the blood, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. Well, that's, a, that's my goal for you today. My goal for you today is for you to have that same grace and peace, and it would be multiplied on us. Verse 3 says, blessed be, blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, as he caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection, resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He breaks out in praise here. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, I have mercy. There's mercy for you here. He's telling us Jesus has mercy for us. Interesting word, this, this word mercy here. It, it's it's, it's, uh, um, it's uh, compassion. It's kindness. It's kind of a word they use that uh, it's, it's the, the husband and wife that have compassion over each other. and They love each other and they serve each other. You know, it, it, it's the word, what he's saying is that this mercy will always be there for us. He always cares for us. He always loves us. He, he'll, he'll, he, he won't leave you in the middle of the night. You know, he, he loved us even in our sin. He never, he never overreacts, this, this man with this mercy. He never overreacts. He's not, he's not a passive-aggressive type guy. He, he, he loves us and he, he treats us correctly and appropriately. He loves us well. The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, it says, equals our living hope. The resurrection of Jesus is the same. Is it brings, it's, a, it's a radical message for them, especially for in the Roman times. They didn't, they didn't look at, at a hope as a, a virtue. They looked at it as like, man, that's, that's kind of dumb. You have hope for what? Their, uh, my main philosopher at that time, Plato, taught that death was the final outcome. There is no resurrection. So without resurrection, there is no hope. Plato says, there's nothing after death, and there's no, there can't be a resurrection. And when Jesus resurrected, it changed, it changed everything. Eastern religions have, have, have this no hope idea of this endless nightmare of reincarnation over and over and over again. No, there's one that came and died in resurrection, and it ends it all. But if we as Christians, we rejoice in the living hope because the work of God through our, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus walked out of the tomb, and Satan's plans were ruined. They were destroyed when, when death could not hold him any longer, when sin finally was overcome, when the grave clothes were, were taken off Jesus and put to the side. You know, it, it, just, it, just, it just it changed everything. We moved from, from, from thinking maybe to knowing for sure. We move from maybe it's a chance that Jesus has, has power to absolutely having trust. It's not just wishful thinking. We know that Jesus has won. He's alive, and the resurrection proves that. He's our hope, and we have a living hope in Jesus. We are found in Jesus, and this is awesome because our hope is covered, and, and we have a uh, secure future in him. Verse 4 says, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, Unwaiting, kept in heaven for you. An inheritance. You get something. You know? When, when, you're, when you, you're left in inheritance, you get something. When you get something with Jesus, you get something with Jesus. Those of you who call yourself a Christian, in other words, Jesus says, 
in, in the life that I give you, what I give you it is, it will not decay. What I give you is pure and holy. And what I give you lasts forever. It's fulfilling. Again, it says, to an inheritance is imperishable, uh, undefiled and un, uh, unfading, kept in heaven for you. Kept, the word kept is an interesting word. If you look at that word, it means like a bank. It's like a bank. It's, it's, you know that God has the power to save you, ladies and gentlemen. He has the power to save you. He also has the power to keep you. We don't have to be worried and, 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 and scared that every little thing is going to cause us to, to lose our faith. No, we have trust in the one that, that saved us, has the power to keep us. It's a beautiful thing. Verse 5 says, who, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for our salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. God's power guards your faith. The, the interesting word for guard here is like it's a castle. It's a, a fortress. It's a military term. Peter uses this image of a castle or a military camp. We are literally inside the castle. It literally means Jesus saying, I am your bodyguard. I am protecting you. So we have this, this COVID-19, or we have whatever trial may come. He says, I am your protector. Again, again, listen to this. God has the power to save you, and he also has the power to keep you. He has the power to guard you, protect you. You know, we, we, we have faith, but right now it's, we have faith in Jesus. It's his faith. It's, we, we really haven't seen him, but we have faith in him. But the day you die, that faith, we won't need faith anymore because we'll see him face to face. We'll know it is true. Verse 6 says, In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved with various trials. We talked about a little bit about this last week, that we will face trials, all kinds of trials, sickness, uh, job, lose our job, you know, children will drive you crazy. COVID-19, all kinds of stuff. Diabetes. Um, water, for me, water heater goes out and refrigerator goes out within the same hour. <laughs> That's not a big deal. But it happened. But Peter here is telling us, man, you can't suck it up. There's no sucking it up. You heard that expression, suck it up. Or pull up. Pull it up, pull it, pull your boots up, straps, pull up, boots. You know the expression. I obviously messed it up. Or put your big boy pants on. Or you need to work harder. It's up to you. No, he's not saying that. We have this, this spirit of God in us, giving us the power. We have hope that, 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 that we have hope in God because of what he has done. Not anything we've done. Not anything that we can do. In, in this rejoice. Though for a little while, if necessary, you're going to have, you're going to have uh, uh, trials and situations. But we have to have hope in God. And, and it might not make sense for some people. Oh, man, I can't rejoice in this trial. It, it, cannot, it, it can't make sense to everyone. I get it. But for those of us who call yourselves believers, a follower of Jesus, a Christian... We should have hope and be able to rejoice that God will get us through any situation, whatever difficulty. And that's exciting. I'm happy to hear that. 
It brings joy to me. That's why we can have joy even through uh, various uh, 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 problems and trials. We're not faking it. Fake it till you make it. No, 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 no. This is real. This is real joy that only comes from, the, from our heart because he, the Holy Spirit is inside of us. So that's why in verse 7 it says, so that the, the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than the gold and that, the, uh, that perishes, though it's tested by fire, may be found in result in praise and glory and honor the revelation at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We talked about this last week too. That, that, that they put a gold in a crucible, right? They put a fire underneath it. It melts. And then they have to blow off the impurities. And what happens is that we all go, are going through this fire. We're all going to go through the fire. But how you get through this, will you be refined or will you just be a, a melted and then, and, then, and then you go back to the same person you were, be, that you were before this? And I'm telling you, man, we, no, let's not do that. Let's come out of this pure gold, purified by God. Are we walking through the dark side of your soul? Are you walking on the dark side of your soul, going through some dark situation? At, the, at night, you're having trouble sleeping. You're tossing and turning. You're, you're like, I need, a, I need an outlet. I need to drink some more. I need this. I need that. Let me tell you, let me tell you, what you need is a relationship with Jesus. What you need is to, to, to recognize that what he did on the cross and what, what he did, how he came out of the grave, what you need to do is recognize that Jesus, the resurrected God, is here for you. Real, real hope is found in testing for real. You got to test that out of there. You come out of it, man, you're like, oh, this is what God asked for him. Here you go. Though you have been seen, though you have not seen him, because we haven't. Verse 8. You love him. Though you do not know, you do not now see him, you believe in him. And rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Well, here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here is You've not seen him, but Jesus told us this. In 20, John 20, 29, he says, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet still believe. That's us, man. That's me. That's you. We have the joy of the Lord because we, we have faith in Jesus. Obtaining the outcome of your faith, verse 9, the salvation of your souls. Jesus owns you. He, it's a salvation of your soul. Concerning this salvation, verse 10, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was, was to be yours searched and inquired carefully. Inquiring what, what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them or indicating he, he, they, he, this is what's happening here. This is what's happening here. This is a beautiful thing. He says, you know, the Old Testament is all about pointing to Jesus' birth. It's about pointing to Jesus' teachings, his life, his suffering, his death, the ascension, the, the resurrection, the ascension. All the Old Testament from, from Genesis to Malachi is one giant arrow pointing to Jesus. There's a Savior coming. All those stories that we read about and we look at, they're not just, uh, they're not just moral, good moral teaching stories. They're stories and prophecies of what Jesus was going to be and how he's going to act and what he's going to do and how he's going to fulfill uh, all these promises. The Old Testament is pointing to Jesus. And he's telling us, hey, Jesus is the one. Jesus is coming. 
Then verse 12, and then it says this. It was revealed to them that they were serving not them, themselves, but you. And the things that have not been, been announced to you, though those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things in which angels long to look. Hey, guys, listen. All that to say what I'm going to say right now, that the Old Testament prophets, they had the privilege to tell us that Jesus was coming. The, 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 the Old Testament prophets and the authors of the books of the Old Testament were telling us this is what Jesus is going to look like. This is what Jesus is going to do. And they announced him and proclaimed him, even if they didn't really know the whole story. But we got to know the story. And not only know the story, we get to know the Jesus that they're talking about. We get to, it's pointing to Jesus, it's pointing to Jesus, and then we get to know this Jesus. And, and, those, and, those, and those Old Testament prophet, prophets and those people are like, what? What a privilege those people have. And it's our privilege to know Jesus. It's our privilege to get to know him, to, to serve him, to love him, to, to allow him to rescue you. We get to call him Savior. We get to call him Lord. We get to call him friend. Man. And all this... All this message from a guy who was a nothing in a nowhere place going to do very little with his life. And then a radical thing happened to him. He was confronted with Jesus that said to him, hey dude, follow me. And all the things that you do out here and all you things that you do out here on the lake and all these things are really cool but you know what you're just catching fish let's catch let's catch let's catch uh, souls human beings men and women and children and about you and about Peter they said hey these guys who've turned the world upside down are now here and literally they turn the world upside down why because the message was not some cheesy message of, of prosperity. You could be rich or a cheesy message of, oh, there's only love or a cheesy message of, there's, it's, it's all those things, man. There's a balance in all those things. But most of it, it is this. We are deprived. And all of us need a savior. All of us need someone to rescue us. We might not know it. We might not feel it. We might not think it, but we do. And here's the opportunity for you. Here's the opportunity for you to say yes to Jesus. And for those of you who already made a decision for Jesus, think about Peter. Think about what this simple man was able to do with his life. And I'm not asking people, I'm not asking you to leave your job and come over here and you know, be fisher of men. I'm not asking anyone to do that. I'm asking you to do what God has called you to do. You've been called to do something. We, we, we've gone through classes. We've read the, 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 the passages. You already know. You've been, the Lord has already spoke to you. It's time. And what a better time than this. A friend of mine said, hey, I went to Target to look for a Bible for my kids. Guess what? Sold out. What? Yeah. Target had pa toilet paper, but no Bibles. It's amazing. You know why? People are hungry. And maybe you're there today. You haven't been to church in a long time. 
Well, this is church. Today counts. Right there in your living room or in your car, wherever you're at, this counts as church. And this counts as a personal message to you. Will you surrender your life to him? The one that gives hope. Not just hope, living hope. Not the one that came, not the one that died, but the one that came, died, and resurrected. His name is Jesus. Lord, I pray blessings upon all those who are listening. I pray for those in, that are, are um, right now for the very first time, right there where you're at, for the very first time. Close your eyes right there. If you haven't invited him in and you haven't recognized him and you haven't said, I believe, right there where you're at, say it out loud, I believe. I believe in you, Jesus. I need you. I'm hopeless and I need hope. He wants to give you hope. And for those of you there that you just kind of been wasting, you're wasting these last five weeks, man, not drawing closer to him. Here, here it is, guys. Surrender. Surrender the passions and the lusts of the flesh and say to him, you know what, God? I'm going to give you more this week. I'm going I'm to I'm do, do better because you're giving me strength. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I, I have a couple, uh, uh, just a, a couple of things I want to share with you. If, if you've made that decision, it, it, maybe it's your very, very first time. Maybe you've done it before. Whatever. If you've made that decision to say yes or to say I believe in Jesus, I want you to to to. If you're on our website, if you're on if you're on our website, Central People, there'll be a, a link you could press. I'd like you to press that right now. You won't miss anything. Press that, fill out that card, and we want to we want to stay in, in contact with you. The second thing is, if you're watching it on YouTube or another another format, go to, go to our website. Go to our website or email us at info at centralpeople.com and tell us, hey, this is what I did. And and another thing too is like if you haven't um, if you're there and you haven't been Serving the Lord the way you ha- the way you know you should, you're you're you you call yourself a Christian, and you've been slacking. I also would like you to contact us. We want to get you in a life group, connect you with some people, help you. We were not made to go through this alone. I love you. I, I appreciate you. I have the 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 incredible honor and privilege to be your pastor. Um, I feel very much like Peter. A, no, a nothing from nowhere called. I relate to Peter. And if you relate to Peter, stand. Stand for Jesus. Live for him. We pray. We pray for, we pray for you every day. God's blessings. Thank you. Just come meet us where we are this morning. And we can lift our hands even wherever you are and sing the words of this song. How great the chasm that lay between us How high the mountain I could not climb In desperation I turned to heaven And spoke your name into the night 
Then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadow of my soul. Is finished, the end is written. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Amen. Oh, you are a living hope, Jesus. Who could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could fathom such boundless grace? Amen. The God of ages stepped down from glory to wear my sin and bear my shame. The cross has spoken, I am forgiven. The King of kings calls me his own. Amen. Beautiful Savior. I'm yours forever, oh Jesus Christ, my living hope. Oh, we sing hallelujah, oh hallelujah, praise the one who set me free, hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me, you have broken every chain. This salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope. What a timely message from Pastor Monday this morning. And how awesome it is that even though we're not meeting in person, we can still gather online and experience church together. If you decided to give your life to Jesus this morning, we want to be sure to connect with you. So if you haven't already, click the link in the chat or head over to centralpeople.com connect to fill out the form. We would love to connect with you and celebrate the most important decision of your life. We also want to make sure that you're staying connected through Life Group. If you haven't joined one, I want to encourage you to do so because right now it's so important to stay connected with each other. So just tap the link in the chat or go to centralpeople.com groups to find a life group. Also, episode four for Central Kids is available now. So be sure to check that out at centralpeople.com kids. And please share with us on social media all the fun ways your kids are interacting with the episodes. Thank you guys so much for being here at church today. And be sure to come back next Sunday. And don't forget to invite someone to join you online for church, okay? Okay, guys, have a wonderful Sunday, and we'll see you next week.